Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. I am Bryson Falston. I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Waltz, and we're here to look at all the road course mania from last weekend, and we got All-Star Weekend ahead of us at Texas. Yeah, we do. Let's get into this past weekend's action. Let's run down the list of winners. AJ Allmendinger wins the Xfinity Series race at Mid-Ohio, get his second win of the season. Kyle Larson continues his domination with another win at Sonoma. He's up to three wins, two in a row, and Hendrick has not lost in many weeks. We'll talk about that later in the show. And then the Azerbaijan GP was all over the place. A shocking ending and a crazy turn of events. Saw Sergio Perez winning for Red Bull and really saving their day uh, and keeping the Drivers' Championship the same. Ben, thoughts on these three winners? Uh, we'll talk about all of these later on, but man, that win for Sergio Perez was crazy. Yeah, an insane race. I mean, the red flag at the end and then the uh, start by Hamilton, it was just it was chaotic. Um, some great finishes for, for some teams and everything, and uh, I think it would be nice to see Red Bull have a second driver that can win. It's It's been a bit for that. You know, you hate to say it, but uh, yeah, great for Checo, though. Yeah, we'll get to that later in the race. We'll run down... Um, everything later in the show about that race. Man, crazy. It deserves to be talked about for sure. But let's move back over to NASCAR and let's move to Sonoma, California, where Hendrick's domination continued. Ben, big question for you. When will Hendrick's domination stop? You're at 270 team wins in total. Uh, and those have been building up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, thoughts on this? When will Hendrick's domination stop? Um, I think it's going to take until next season. I mean, they're so good right now and we're in the summer stretch, which is a time for a lot of drivers to go on a streak or get really cold. So I think Larson will continue to dominate. It's, I mean, there's been talks that Chevy has a big advantage with horsepower right now. And I think it's definitely shown Hendrick's good. Richard Childress has kind of stepped up their game a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I don't see them slowing down. I mean, when you have four cars that are all really good and I mean, this was the, first race in a while that one of them didn't finish in the top five or something like that with will byron uh crashing but uh man they are so good right now and uh, it's got a lot of teams scratching their head and where they can make some advantages anyways ben what are your thoughts on kyle larson i think for me and many others he is the favorite to win the championship he is in the catbird seat what are your thoughts do you agree and really what do you think will be the win total for kyle larson at the end of the season um, I think he'll probably match Kevin Harvick, honestly, from last year. I think Harvick hit, like, what, 9 or 10 or something like that. Um, I think he'll match that. I think his playoffs start, he'll be even stronger. I mean, the summer months, like I said, like, are going to be really, I think, a good time for him just to start clicking off a lot of wins. And Texas, I think he'll be strong. Um, Hendrick is just really good at these mile and a halfs with the package, especially through the center of the corner and be able to change the lanes. Well, let's move from the Cup Series to the Xfinity Series. Uh, ben, another dominating performance for A.J. Allmendinger that really looked like it wasn't going to happen. He was going to get cheated out of another win on the road course. Um, he had to start in the back of the pack with 20 to go. He had a penalty. Um, and he comes from behind in 20 laps uh, to win that race at Mid-Ohio. And that is the home race for Colleg Racing. So a really good win uh, for him as well. Uh Ben, thoughts on A.J. Allmendinger's come-from-behind win? Uh, really impressive. 
Yeah, he's really good at uh, mid-Ohio and road courses in general. Um, he's probably the best road course racer in the Xfinity Series. Austin Cindric is probably a close second. Um, I mean, he had a really good move on that one restart with Ty Gibbs and Austin Cindric. It sucks for Austin, kind of got shoveled out um, from uh, go, getting taken three wide, just got the short end of the stick. And, uh, yeah, it was great for him. Um, I think he'll be probably – I think he'll make it to the Final Four for sure in the end. And uh, Colleg, yeah, Matt Colleg was really happy to um, – to get it done. I think they got a one, two finish. And I think Jeff Burton was in the top 10. Uh, so a good day for them. Yeah. Let's talk about these rule changes that are occurring at, uh, you know, super speedway events. This was announced this week and a, you know, effort to keep these drivers safe. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts on this? So it's going to make these cars seven to 10 miles per hour slower uh, at super speedway events. Um, and a big thing that's going to change is that they're going to go from, uh, a spacer opening about 57 to 64 inch to a 53 64 inch spacer um then the rules will also remove the wicker from the spoiler and a reinforced roll bar that was previously optional near the rear wheel near the rear wheel which is now mandatory so the cars will be about 450 horsepower according to nascar ben you know this is to keep these drivers safe i honestly don't mind it as long as we're still kind of keeping uh, that really good racing that we get at, you know, these restrictor plate tracks. They're going to go a little bit slower. Ben, what are your overall thoughts on these rule changes? Um, I think the horsepower, the diminished kind of sucks um, for sure. I mean, I don't even, they'll probably still hit 200 miles an hour in the draft, but it, I mean, single car runs are going to be so slow. Um, I think you look at the Xfinity series, they run probably a similar package, maybe a little more horsepower possibly. Uh, and it, I mean, as far as I know, they don't really get as many flips. So I'm not really sure about that. And again, that's a whole different car. So, uh, I mean, anything to make the driver safe for sure is going to be nice. But uh, if anything, they'll probably bring the racing closer. So uh, moving on, we're going to look at Trackhouse Racing. Um, and, and co-owner Justin Marks uh, stated earlier this week that the team is looking into expansion to a two-car team as early as next season, which would create another seat uh, in the series. And for a lot of drivers that don't know their futures, maybe that's the answer is that track house racing. Ben, who do you think is the favorite to land in that car? Do you have any opinions on who could be the second driver at old track house? Uh, I, I'd say it's probably pretty early to try to make a guess. Um, and if they even are going to be able to expand to a second car next year, I don't know if they need a guy with sponsorship. I mean, the 99, I think, sold out pretty early in the year on sponsorships. That's great for them. But um, I think you, it depends. There's a lot of different things. If the Kozlowski deal ends up going through to Roush and to Benedetto, if he gets booted out of the 21 still or doesn't go to the two or what have you, I think he could be a candidate. Um, or to go with the young guy, Kaz Grawl would be good if Colleague doesn't decide to do anything with him. Uh, is Ty Dillon trying to make a comeback? I mean, that's an RCR affiliate team, so that can definitely – be a spot for him to fill if he even wants to go cup racing. AJ Allmendinger, I mean, he seems like he's pretty loyal to colleague, so I don't really think that could be an option. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. I'm not sure what you think, but uh, I think it's pretty early. Yeah, I think those names are, are you know, pretty – they're going to come to mind to a lot of people. I think they're pretty solid. Uh, with Ryan Newman having a shot to go there if he wants to continue racing. Like you said, Matt Benedetto, that would allow him to continue – uh, driving in the Cup Series. But, Ben, I'm going to throw a name out there that I think 
could go to track house. And it's not a name that you've mentioned. I think Josh Berry could be a prime candidate. As, you know, he's not getting any younger. He's proven that he can race really well in the Xfinity Series. I say, why not put Josh Berry in that second track house ride and uh, just let him roll with it? Because I think he'd do a great job. Yeah, that'd be a good candidate. I would still kind of worry of how much experience he has. I think if they end up doing a second car and they do it part time, I think he'd be absolutely a great candidate for it. But I think he, I think he needs a full time year in Xfinity before he's ready to go, go cup racing. But uh, I mean, I'd love to see him get an opportunity like that, though. Yeah, moving on, let's get into some quick news here. Uh, William Byron will return to the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Drive the number 27 for Rackley War in the upcoming race weekend at Nashville. Uh, and they're really going to have a star-studded duo at Nashville. William Byron in the 27 and Josh Berry in the 25. Ben, thoughts on William Byron to Rackley War and coming back to trucks where he was so close to winning the championship years ago. Yeah, good for him for uh, getting some extra seat time. And, uh, you know, I think Nashville will be a good race. I always loved when the trucks and Xfinity used to go there back in the day. Um, so, yeah, just extra experience. I mean, I think they're probably only going to get another hour session for Cup, Xfinity, and truck there. So, um, taking every advantage you can get. Yeah, some more truck news. We're going to stay in the Camping World Truck Series. Brandon Poole will return to the 30 30- truck for On Point Motorsports uh, after a very unsuccessful season in Cup last year. Brandon Poole will drive at Texas this weekend uh, in the 30 for On Point Motorsports. Uh, we continue to move on here. Uh, Daniel Dye, who is a, a 17-year-old uh, phenom, one of the better up-and-coming drivers uh, on the circuit. Uh, GMS announced earlier this week that he will pilot the 21 car uh, in eight Arkham Menard series events this year. So that's very good to see a young driver getting a nod uh, to really make a name of himself in really good equipment. Uh, will Rogers will return to the NASCAR Xfinity Series action uh, in select races this season for Sam Hunt Racing, and that will start at Nashville. So good to see Will Rogers getting another shot. Uh, in the 24 truck uh, for GMS, which Rafael Lazard ran in, uh, Jack Wood will drive that truck for the 24 for the remainder of the season for GMS uh, starting at Nashville um, as Chase Elliott will run at Texas this weekend. Uh, and Ben, this is some news I want to get your opinion on. John Hunter Nemechek will run three races in the Xfinity Series for Joe Gibbs Racing in the 54, a car that's been to victory lane many times so far. Those three races, Bristol, Texas, Phoenix. Ben, thoughts on JHN coming back to the Xfinity Series top-of-the-line equipment. Yeah, it's good for him. I think he'll do really well. I wouldn't be surprised if he won one of those races. Um, I think with if he wins the truck championship and he does well in that, I'd say he's going to be a candidate for the second 2311 car. Or I'd say he'll be the top candidate, honestly, if the Kurt Busch deal doesn't end up happening. but um, Or maybe if there's another opening in a Toyota run. Or if he's going to go full-time Xfinity racing uh, next year. If, you know, Daniel Hemrick, if he... Uh, doesn't end up coming back. I think that'd be a good spot for him to land. So let's move into the all-star race. The open and the main event of the all-star race is this weekend. Uh, but let's start in the fan vote, Ben. Uh, you know, they released alphabetical order, the top five drivers um, in the all-star fan voting. 
um, final. They're not in order at all. They're just mixing them up. Uh, but the top five, Chase Briscoe in the 14, Matt Diabenedetto, which is not a shocker at all, uh, in the 21, Eric Jones in the 43, Daniel Suarez for Track House and Bubba Wallace in the 23 for 23XI. Ben, thoughts on top five in the fan vote? Um, yeah, I mean, it's got some really solid characters in it. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see of these guys who would be able to win out and then who would that would bring into the top five. I'd say Matty D's got a good shot at winning and not needing the fan vote. Daniel Suarez, I think, could be a good dark horse for sure, just the way they've been running. I think Briscoe, Jones, and Walls would have to rely on the fan vote, but so we'll have to see who else that'd bring into the picture, though. So. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk about the open starting lineups. There are no qualifying for this event. Uh, Tyler Reddick will start on pole in the eight. Uh, Chris Busher in second in the 17. Matthew Benedetto starts third in the 21. Ricky Stenhouse starts fourth in the 47. Ross Chastain up there in fifth in the 42. Bubba Wallace in the 23. Daniel Suarez in the 99 starts seventh. Eric Jones starts eighth. Chase Briscoe starts ninth. Eric Amarola starts tenth. Uh, some more notables, LaJoy in 11th, and Austin Sendrick will have to come from the back in 16th. Ben, thoughts on this lineup? I think really the top 11 drivers, even 12 drivers, um, are really star-studded in here. Hard to believe that a lot of these big-name guys are going to have to go home. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, it's kind of interesting, so they're doing – 2020-10 for the lap structure, and um, I'm not sure if, if it's going to be close, if they're going to be able to be spread out. Um, I don't know if there's really room for strategy at all with trying to get some fresh tires, maybe at the end, but I feel like going into the last segment, I feel like everybody's going to have to pit get new tires. I don't think there's really enough time um, for old tires to really try to stay up front. So, um, yeah, no, definitely a lot of big names trying to race their way in for sure. Yeah, so uh, we go from the open. That will be at 6.30 on Sunday. And then immediately following it uh, will be the All-Star Race main event. Of course, you have driver intros. and You have a lot of those festivities. And Kyle Larson will start on pole for the All-Star Race, the main event portion of it. In the five, Kyle Busch starts on the outside of him in second. In the 18, Christopher Bell starts third. Cole Custer, yes, he is in the All-Star Race after a win last year. Cole Custer will start fourth in the 41. Austin Dillon uh, starts fifth in the three. He's running a cool Dale Earnhardt senior throwback. Chase Elliott starts sixth in the nine. Joe Lagana starts seventh in the 22. William Byron starts eighth in the 24. Brad Keselowski ninth. Uh, Martin Truex tenth. Michael McDowell is in with his Daytona 500 win. He starts 11th. Kevin Harvick starts 12th. Kurt Busch starts 13th in the one. Ryan Newman, who's a former all-star race winner, starts 14th in the six. Alex Bowman, who's been dominant lately, starts in 15th in the 48. Denny Hamlin starts in the back, 16th for the 11 car. Uh, and Ryan Blaney starts 17th in the 12. Then, of course, 18th will be stage one winner of the Open. 19th will be stage two winner of the Open. Uh, 20th will be stage three winner. And then the fan vote gets in and we'll start last in 21st. Ben, thoughts on this. Any surprises of Denny Hamlin being in the back, Kevin Harvick having to come from the back as well? Uh, and, and do you think this is another event for Kyle Larson to start on the pole and just drive off into the sunset? 
I think there's a pretty good shot at that with how good the Hendrick cars were and have been, um, just like we talked about. I think Hamlin, I think he, if he, you know, if he is able to figure it out, I think he could get up front. Um, I think he's probably got the best shot at but how SHR is ran there. I don't think Kevin Harvick is going to be going much further, but who knows? He could prove me wrong. Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, it is weird, though. This race is normally on Saturday. It will be on Sunday, and it will be in Texas. So um, out of 37 all-star races, including this one, Texas will host one. Bristol will host one. Atlanta will host one. 34 of those have been hosted by Charlotte Motor Speedway. So it will be strange once again to have the all-star race not here in Charlotte, uh, but Texas will start a new tradition in the all-star race. But, Ben, let's move away from Texas this weekend, and let's go back to Azerbaijan. What a crazy finish to the F1 race. Uh, Max Verstappen was leading this race. He had it in the bag, was going to continue his championship points lead, and he crashes. A tire went down, and he crashed, destroyed the car with five to go, loses the lead. Ben, what are your thoughts on this crash? Pirelli had a lot to explain uh, after, you know, Lance Stroll had a tire go down, and then Verstappen had a tire go down when he was going to win the race. Yeah, really unfortunate for him. Um, you know, Sergio Perez was able to get it, but, uh, yeah, um, I think Pirelli overall has been a pretty solid tire for F1, so I think, I don't know if teams were just being really aggressive with the camber or something like that, but, uh, yeah, I'm I'm assuming Pirelli is definitely going to want to look into this, but definitely a, a bad PR situation for them right now. <laughs> so then after the Max Verstappen crash, uh, his teammate, Checo Perez, would take the lead, but a red flag would come out. All the cars would come to pit road, and then we'd have another start in the Azerbaijan GP, uh, and it would be, of course, a standing start. So they would go back like they start. No cars could be rolling. Uh, and and they the lights would come out, and they would go back to racing. Lewis Hamilton would be on the outside of Sergio Perez. He would gain the lead going into turn one, and he would lock up. And he would go down into turn one and be out of the race finished 16th, but he was going to regain the championship lead over Max Verstappen. No drivers got points, so the race was a, pretty much erased um, for both drivers. Points stayed the same. Max is still in the lead, uh, but Sergio Perez would drive off and get Red Bull a much-needed win. He really steals this win. Sergio Perez goes back to the top of the podium. Uh, you know, and he's the first driver in a long time to win with two teams. Ben, thoughts on Sergio's come from behind. Crazy win. Yeah, great win for them. Um, Red Bull finally getting a second driver that's able to compete for wins. Doing great. Um, yeah, it's super exciting for him. It's a great opportunity. Uh, great podium, too, honestly. Um, we'll kind of get into that later. But just, uh, yeah, very interesting. I, I definitely thought um, Hamilton would have been able to hold on to it apparently he left a lever on in the car that helps warm the brakes under pace laps and uh he just left it on and overheated the brakes which is you know that's a rare mistake but uh yeah i mean we'll see if mercedes is going to kind of keep falling apart or if they can get back at it but uh, i think red bull's got the better raw speed right now yeah ben you mentioned that podium uh right behind sergio perez was sebastian vettel for aston martin really good to see um, he started 11th, made his way up throughout the race, and finished second, of course, to these circumstances. So he gets on the podium. This is big because it's the first podium for Aston Martin. Ben, 
question for you. Sebastian Vettel, four-time champion, has struggled mightily the last seasons with Ferrari. Now he gets an Aston Martin. It didn't look like it was going to be a good start. He gets back on the podium. Is Sebastian Vettel back to old form? Uh, I think it's one race probably isn't enough for uh, to say that he's back, but uh, great momentum for them and that whole team for sure. Um, I'm kind of waiting for him and Lance to kind of both have a solid race. It seems like one usually does better than the other, but uh, yeah, I mean, Lawrence is probably pretty happy right now with that, uh, getting the podium, I guess, as they're rebranded Aston Martin, but uh, yeah, great for Seb, and uh, who knows, maybe a couple more runs like this will solidify a few more years in F1. Yeah, and then in third, to finish out the podium was Pierre Gasly, a fan favorite in the Alpha Tori, which I was very happy about. I am a Pierre Gasly fan myself. Uh, and it was really a heated battle for that final podium position. As Lando Norris got up there and was racing for Charles Leclerc and Pierre Gasly were side by side going through the turns. And really, Pierre didn't have the same amount of powers. He had an engine problem, but he gets on the podium. Ben, what a special podium. Perez, Vettel, and Gasly. Ben, you know, this is something in F1 we don't see a lot. We don't really see the underdog get up there and finish in the podium. But, man, it was sure nice to see some of the big dogs struggle and some of the underdogs get up on that podium. Yeah, really exciting for sure. I'm also a big peer guy. It's great to have such, such success with AlphaTauri. And um, who knows? Like, if, if they keep riding like this, are they going to become a pretty decent mid-pack team? I mean, they still kind of already are. Pierre's usually kind of the back half of the points, but a great run. Uh, he had a really good start. I mean, Leclerc looks like he got by him, and then Pierre just dove it right back inside. Uh, I think it was going into turn one and uh, made the pass again and then pulled away from him, actually. So that was really fun to see and really happy for him. Uh, ben, Valtteri Botas, we talked about it last week. Uh, he was, you know, didn't know if he was going to go to the race because he couldn't get out of Finland. He finally was. Uh, got to Azerbaijan and didn't perform at all. Finished outside of the points, so Mercedes didn't score any points this weekend. And Valtteri Botas has just struggled immensely this season. Uh, you know, when at Monaco, the whole pit stop problem, that's been blamed on him, but it truly wasn't his fault. And then this weekend, he just didn't have any pace. What does Valtteri Botas do, really, uh, to keep his seat at Mercedes? Because it seems like it keeps getting a lot hotter and hotter for the Finland native. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, Lewis has struggled lately as well. So I think the organization as a whole is uh, kind of needing to get back to their prime. But I mean, with how good Red Bull is, that's going to that's gonna take a lot for sure. Um, we've seen them do it before. Red Bull will come out of the season pretty strong and they'll make it up. So um, I think Botas has got one more year. I, I don't know if I think that's kind of what they sounded like. At least George Russell isn't going to Mercedes next year. I think they kind of talked about that. But yeah, he needs to, you know, when when Hamilton gets out, they, they kind of need Botas to kind of get up there and at least get a podium, and he just wasn't able to do it. Yeah, and then one single piece of IndyCar news, Roman Grosjean will run at Gateway uh, for Dell Coin with Rick Ware Racing in the IndyCar Series. So uh, he will go away from the road courses for one weekend, and, and he'll drive on an oval, so that's pretty cool. But, Ben, let's get into this new series that is starting up this weekend, the SRX series, which is being pioneered by Tony Stewart and Ray Everham. Uh, in this series, it's based on skill. Every car is the same. So every car 
will be the same. No adjustments will be made to it, and it will be based on skill. So if you have a bad weekend, it's on you, which is pretty cool. So everybody is equal, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but Ben, their first race is this weekend. Let's go over the schedule here. June 12th, they go to Stafford. Uh, that is a small short track in Connecticut. Uh, and then next week, uh, June 19th, they go to Knoxville, and they'll race on the dirt, and they'll keep it going on June 26th as they'll stay on the dirt at Eldora. Uh, and then they come back to the pavement on July 3rd at Lucas Oil, July 10th at Slinger, and July 17th at the Nashville Fairgrounds. Ben, a lot of local tracks is where SRX is going. Really, what are your thoughts on these dirt tracks and short tracks? I know it's got to be great for these small tracks to get this great publicity. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I kind of like the shorter season layout that they have, especially for their uh, first year. Um, a lot of big-name drivers, kind of, you know, retired guys, but uh, I think a good chunk of fans will absolutely love to remember that. And CBS is going to be broadcasting it, so it's exciting for that. It's kind of a definitely a fan-built series, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to kind of follow along with it. I'm not sure how long, uh, you know, if it's going to be kind of a long-term series, if it's able to be sustained. But uh, Ray Abraham and Tony Stewart, I mean, if they're going to be able to have guys pull it off, it's, it'll definitely be them. Uh, so let's look at the driver list uh, for Stafford this weekend. So some of these drivers are known as grassroots stars, so they're not as famous as some of the big timers. Um, they're trying to make their way up to the big leagues. Um, and so some will change – uh, throughout different races, so when they go to the dirt or when they go to Nashville Fairgrounds, things will change uh, throughout, but this is just for this weekend. Uh, we'll start first with the two-car, which is a grassroots star, Ernie Francis Jr. Uh, he will be the first car that enters this weekend. Ben, you got a big driver next to announce. Uh, he's coming off a pretty big Indy 500 victory. Yeah, Elio Castroneves in the three. He ran IROC back in the day, so uh, he'll be um, piloting this. We'll have to see how well he does uh, back kind of in more of a stock car. Uh, the next driver, uh, he goes by Million Dollar Bill from Dawsonville. Bill Elliott's going to drive the nine. Been a while. He did some road course racing in the Xfinity Series a couple years ago. But Bill Elliott's going to put his hat in the ring, and he's going to look to make some noise and get a win. Doug Kobe, um, I'm not too familiar with him, but as far as I know, I think an old short track racer. Um, I, I think a lot of the NASCAR guys uh, really like him. I, I believe he was in the Modified Series. I don't know if it's kind of a younger kid or not. Um, it looks like he's a six-time champion. He's won in 2012, 2014, 15, 16, 17, and 19. So still kind of a NASCAR driver. I think he's I think he's still racing to this day. So... Um, short track specialist so he may be kind of a dark horse amongst some of these bigger names yeah so doug kobe in the 10 he is a grassroots star uh, and he has a really nice paint scheme which is a red and blue camo so that'll be pretty cool and it'll be easy to spot him this weekend uh, but he's a grassroots star trying to make it to the big leagues uh, next up is uh number 13 paul tracy so one of the indy car legends uh he's going to get back behind the wheel of a srx car which will be sad that we won't see him as much on IndyCar broadcasts, uh, but it will be pretty cool to have Paul Tracy behind the wheel in the SRX series. And next, of course, the main man of this whole series, Tony Stewart. He'll be in the 14. Um, 
pretty much resume speaks for himself. Three-time cup champion, ton of race wins, IndyCar guy, dirt guy, runs Eldora, putting this whole thing together, Ray Abraham. Yeah, Tony Stewart's definitely got to be the favorite to win this whole thing. Uh, but next up in the 15, Michael Waltrip, the two-time Daytona 500 champion, uh, returns to get behind the wheel. You know, he's been doing a lot on Fox, announcing truck races, helping out Adam Alexander on the Xfinity broadcasts. Uh, he has a great uh, pit road walk on the Cup Series broadcast. So Michael Waltrip, uh, who is the tallest driver, uh, he put on Instagram today, he struggled to get into the car for practice, uh, but he will be ready to go uh, on Saturday. And in the 17, it'll be Willie T. Ribs. I wasn't as familiar with him. Um, kind of a, he ran a couple, little bit of the truck series, a little bit of the cup series, uh, ran an IndyCar. He was actually the first African-American driver in IndyCar, which is pretty cool. Um, competed in the 500 and did some kind of other open wheel stuff as well in the SCCA um, organization. Yeah, Willie T. Ribs was also uh, the first African-American to test the F1 car, so he is definitely a trailblazer, and he'll get to run in this series. Uh, a former NASCAR champion, he's going to run the 18. Bobby Labonte gets back behind the wheel, which is really cool. I think Bobby Labonte is definitely somebody you got to watch out for uh, because I, I do think he's probably one of the favorites to get a couple wins, but Bobby Labonte will drive the 18, the car that he had many wins in as well as his championship. And Tony Kanan, uh, the part-time IndyCar driver, is also ran in the IROC series back in the day. Uh, we'll be running in the 48. Of course, he splits that ride in the IndyCar series with Jimmy Johnson. So um, he'll be actually, um, he might be pretty good. We'll have, to, we'll have to see how he handles these stock cars and these short tracks. Yeah, next up, one of the only drivers that is not running the number that they made famous uh, is Greg Biffle. He will run in the 69 car. Greg Biffle, 19 wins, 174 top 10s, 13 poles in the Cup Series, not to mention 20 wins in the Xfinity Series, 17 wins in the Camping World Truck Series. No matter where Greg Biffle has been, he wins. So it'll be interesting to see. He ran a truck race last year, so he's one that has had some experience lately. Greg Biffle to watch for in that 69 car. And the last guy that's going to be entering at Stafford, that is at least, is Marco Andretti in the 98. Of course, he's the grandson of Mario Andretti, son of Michael Andretti of Andretti Autosport. Ran in the Indy 500 this year. Has a couple IndyCar wins. So cool to have a big name to cap out this field. Yep, so that is the field uh, for the Stafford race. Pretty cool to see. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, some of these legends here, we're going to see who's the best out of all of them because it will be based on skill. A little bit of SRX news. We said some drivers subject to change. Haley Deegan will run in the SRX series. She's going to do Knoxville and Slinger. Um, so she's going to run one race on the dirt, and Slinger is a very, very short track. So it's going to be uh, pretty interesting to see. Haley Deegan going to be in the SRX series. Ben, let's get into the show wrap-up. We have so much racing action this weekend. But let's kick it off in Texas. Let's start with the truck race. Uh, who do you think will win in the truck race? I think. I'm going to go with Ben Rhodes. Uh, I believe he's the points leader currently in the truck series, and he's coming off his first cup start at Sonoma, so he's going to ride that momentum. Yeah, I'm going to put Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott is going to run the 24 for GMS this weekend. And, and honestly, 
Uh, Chase Elliott, whenever he gets in the trucks, he runs really well. I don't want Charlotte last year in that same truck. Chase Elliott does it at Texas. Uh, Xfinity Series, Kyle Busch. I mean, it can't go wrong with him. He's back in the 54 this week. He's really good at Texas. He's good at anywhere. So, I mean, it's hard to pick him. Not, not pick him, I should say. I'm going to pick Justin Allgaier. Justin Allgaier's been red hot. Justin Allgaier kind of got cheated out of this win last year uh, as there was kind of a penalty that was enforced that was very questionable. But I think Justin Allgaier will outdo Kyle Busch and he'll win it at Texas. Ben, so well, let's go to the All-Star Open. Four drivers getting out of the Open. One for the fan vote and three for the stages. Uh, so who are your four to get into the All-Star race, the main event? So what we decided to do with the three drivers that are going to be racing their way in, not really any particular order, but these are the three guys I think are going to either win a segment or win the race. I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick, Chris Buescher, Matty D, and then the fan vote, I'm going to go with Chase Briscoe. Really kind of hard to pick. Um, but I think those four will be transferring in. Yeah, so my picks kind of look the same there. I'm going to pick Matt Diabenedetto. He's going to win. Uh, Tyler Reddick, I think, wins the stage. And I think Daniel Suarez does it for Trackhouse in the 99. And, of course, my fan vote is Chase Briscoe. Just by process of elimination, I think Matt D probably is first in voting right now. Suarez is probably second. Then I think it'll fall on Briscoe. Uh, so we have, you know, some of the same drivers there outside of Suarez and, and Busher, but that is who our four picks are for the Open. Ben, all-star race, main event time, who you got? Um, this one, I'm going to go a little bit of a different um, guy than I think what we were talking about in the sh uh, preview for the all-star race. I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. He's starting in the back, but I think we'll charge his way up and take it to the Hendrick cars. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the dark horse for this race. Um, he's running a throwback scheme, Del Senior. And he won this race last year in Texas, although it was not the all-star race. It was a points-paying race then. Hey, I think Austin Dillon is going to win this thing. Uh, he's got some great track position. Get that three-car to victory lane at Texas on strategy. They're going to do it. They're going to be a million dollars richer. Ben, moving on, IndyCar is in Detroit. So two races this weekend, a doubleheader. I'll give you the floor first. Who you got? I'm going to go with Scott Dixon. Um, I, last time we had a doubleheader, I picked him a sweep. He got half of it right, so I'm going to pick him once again. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the first race of Detroit. Uh, kind of a dark horse pick. Led some laps in the Indy 500. I think that will give him some confidence and momentum. Hey, Takuma Sato gets it done at Detroit in the first race. Fed second race will be the day after, so this will be on Sunday. Who you got for the second race at Detroit? I'm going to go with Simon Pagano, one there in the past. Penske needs something to get going this year. I think he'll be the guy to do it. Yeah, I'm going to pick Alex Pelos. So close. So close at the Indy 500. He's going to be hungry. Uh, and he's going to win that race on Sunday at Detroit. Uh, ben, next pick, which is pretty special. This is the first race for the XR for the SRX series. Uh, they're at Stafford. So pretty cool uh, that on the show we get to make the first ever pick for a certain series. Ben, I'll give you the floor first. Who you got? SRX race number one at Stafford. I'm going to go with the boss man of the whole deal, Tony Stewart. Hard not to pick him. Uh, you know, Tony Stewart was definitely my pick. And I think Tony Stewart's going to win many races this year. But he's not going to win this one. Because Helio Castroneves is going to ride that wave of momentum 
from winning his fourth Indy 500. That three car goes to victory lane in the first ever race of the XRX series. SRX series. Ben, what are your thoughts on this weekend? Any closing remarks? Yeah, a lot to go on. We'll see how this all-star race goes. I'm hoping they don't keep it at Texas personally, but who knows? They can prove me wrong. Got to try everything at least once. So SRX will be exciting. I'll definitely be trying to catch up on that while I'm working this weekend. Yep, Ben, it was great getting to sit down and talk some racing with you. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you next time on the Burning It Down Racing Podcast.